Welcome to the Value Driven Brand Podcast, where you'll learn insights on how to communicate with authenticity, deliver genuine value, and create a memorable experience across your entire customer journey, helping your business become the sought-after leader in your industry. I'm your host, Aileen Day. Now, on to the show. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Value Driven Brand Podcast. I am your host Aileen Day and today we are joined by a marvellous special guest, an overseas guest this time, Samantha Jungfielding. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you for coming to us from uh, across the ditch over in New Zealand. How are you today? I'm brilliant. My absolute pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so pleased. When I first learned about what you did, I was instantly thinking, oh, my Lord, I need to have her on the podcast to share all of her wisdom and insight and experience with our listeners and followers. Now, if you don't know who Samantha is, let me fill you in. So Samantha is an award-winning speaker, author and thought leader specialising in motivational drivers, one of my favourite topics, People Dynamics, another favourite topic, and Corporate Culture, one of my favourite experiences. So she teaches emotional communication skills, which from a PR background just fascinates me. And she trains not just uh, communication skills but trains organisational leaders to heal the rifts from their cultures or that their cultures conceal. Sam's career began in the corporate world. (laughs) with many of us, Uh, but she spent 15 years in sales and marketing and working for a number of uh, international organisations. But then 17 years ago, the fun just begun. She retrained in behavioural motivation, prompted by a lifelong, my favourite word, obsession for what makes people, to understand what makes people tick. And I can imagine there's plenty. So she joins us today. Sam was born in the UK. You might pick that up from her accent. But now her and her husband live and have migrated to South Auckland in New Zealand. And they live on what, Sam? On an alpaca farm, Aileen. (laughs) I love it. Who? I mean, you've got a dog, get a cat. No, get alpacas. They live on an alpaca farm. I love it. It's so awesome. So that is Sam. Thank you so much for joining us. All of those just in that paragraph alone is just so many highlights in a career that is spans nearly two decades. And for someone to go back and learn uh, all about behavioural motivation is fascinating to me. I love, love learning about what makes people tick. So tell us, what was it that made you think, actually, no, I'm going to go change, change the direction of the ship and uh, do something a bit different? It all started in the corporate world when I burned out. And that was really, yeah, happens to so many people, doesn't it? Yeah. 
But unfortunately, that for me meant I had to look at doing things in a different way. I was raising children. I was traveling all around the world on the corporate ticket. That's great fun. But it meant somebody else was looking after my children most weeks. Mm. And then of course, when it began to adversely affect my health, I had to do something differently. So that was it, really. I moved from the corporate world into the field of alternative medicine looking for my own happiness yes. and seeking better balance, more health, and just a different way of doing things. And then when I was in that world of alternative medicine, I got the opportunity to retrain. And once I discovered that I could actually go and understand the psychology behind people's behaviors, I was absolutely hooked. Yeah, and it is it is exactly that. It is so addictive to learn about human behavior. And then since then, you are now a speaker and a trainer and a coach, uh, all under the banner of your consulting business, Happiness. Is that correct? Yeah, I said it right. right. You did say it right. Very good. <laughs> Happiness, I love it. It just even saying it out loud. If you are listening or watching this podcast, I want you to say to yourself, happiness. And you can already just saying that one word, feel your heart flutter. And uh, if you can't, say it a few more times. <laughs> so I, I think it is just fascinating that you have taken this opportunity. And, you know, especially because some people burn out and they stay burnt out. They become victims of their own circumstance. And that is just not what you uh, took from that experience, is it? It's really not. And that's the whole point that we can get to a specific point in our world, in our life, where we don't want to stay. And if we carry on repeating the cycles from the past, will not only stay, but we're likely to think deeper. And for me, it was about understanding a brand new way for myself as an individual, but also for the family, because nobody is an island. We're all rub off against others. Yes. And so when I, when I named the company, it was totally all about me. It was about my essence of happiness but it's become all about the people that I work with, each individual finding theirs, each team discovering what motivates them and lifts them, and each company being able to do something that makes a difference. Yeah, I love that. So we are here on the Value Driven Brand podcast, and I know that you have got some absolutely stunning insights around how we can take what you know and create our own value-driven brand. And I think you just started to touch on one before, but talk us through, you know, the, the happiness uh, version of a value-driven brand. I'd love to. Thank you so much. For me, happiness is entirely underrated as a value, mm. but that's actually a major problem because happiness is the breeding ground for success, for growth, for movement to wherever we want to go next. Mm. So when you're unhappy, everything slides to a halt. If you're still able to go along while well, you're bumping along and it's really not in a very pleasant way. So even people who are super successful and have got to a successful point, 
if they're not happy, they're not actually finding any value in that success. So in my view, and the research backs this up, happiness has to come first. That's where the biggest value lies. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious, in the research that you've done, why is it that this day and age we still don't value happiness the way that we should or could? Because it's something that you can't measure. That's the biggest difficulty. We can't put it on a scale. We can't go from one to ten. And so we don't actually realize that happiness underlies everything else. So if you're at a one, everything else that you've got is only going to reach maybe a two or a three. And as I said, if you have one sparkly little perspective Mm. in your perhaps your success or your relationship, it's not going to last. And that is the challenge. If you want enduring success, you need to have underlying happiness. And I really think that people need to get this so much more. There's brand new fields of research that have sprung up in positive psychology, but also in neuroscience, Mm. looking at how our minds work when they're happy and when they're not. Oh, really? Crack crack the egg open and see what's going on inside. Exactly. So we can actually measure happiness. And that since we've begun to measure it, because now we are able to do this in a variety of different ways, Mm. it's starting to have a higher importance and therefore value. And to me, that's everything, because I've always known this, but it's becoming something, particularly if you look at recent situation, the pandemic, the way that corporates had to find a brand new way, not just to get the work done, but to manage the happiness of their staff, Mm -hmm. then you start to realize it has a play in every single day for every single person. It really does. And it's so subjective as well, though, you know, like what makes you happy, what makes me happy could be, you know, completely different things. I mean, I have a twin sister and I can guarantee you that even though we share the most DNA of anybody you know, in this world, there are so many underlying variations to what makes both of us happy um, that it, it is really hard, I guess, to find, as I say, there's always plenty of ways to skin a cat, except I said that once recently. Actually, I think it was on a thought leader's uh a business call and the lady I was talking to had a cat on her lap. <laughs> I was like, oh no, that's not going to make her happy. <laughs> but it's interesting you should say that, Aileen, because if we look at DNA and mm. where we come from, we do actually get a level of our happiness from our parenting. Right. But there's so much more that we can do ourselves. So it's less than 50% that is a given and mm. a stuck and you can do nothing about it. We've got so much more than 50% that we can change ourselves. And yeah. that, to me, is where the great value lies. Yeah. So, you know, that's an interesting kind of segue. When we are in that position where we think, okay, I might be one of those people who don't value happiness the way that I could or the way that I should. And 
I could fathom that valuing it more actually could improve the way I live my life. And, you know, I always talk about it. This might be the value driven brand podcast, but the ultimate goal for me is to help value driven brands become all the owners of a value driven brand become the owners of a value driven life, right? That's my, my ultimate mission. So working on the theory that if your, your business and your brand is driving and, and, and obsessed with value, that you then will become in a, you will be in a position to live a value driven life. So say I'm not quite valuing happiness yet what tactically can I do that will help me take those first steps to ascertaining what happiness could mean for me well you can look at where you get stuck and where your blocks lie because every individual operates at four levels Mm -hmm. so we all operate physically that's fairly obvious Yep. And most of us remember that we operate emotionally and there's some mental stuff going on. And we've also got some kind of spiritual connection. So those four levels all are interacting inside each individual every day. Right. And then we bring that to connect with anyone else that we're relating to, chatting to, being in a space with. And, and we rub up against one another. Right. And sometimes that goes well, it clicks, <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't. Crush I've been told it. I rub people and that's the wrong way. way. <laughs> the cracks begin to appear, isn't it? So what we're looking for is how we can get more clicks, how we can really move things along. So you've got to know yourself first. And when I say knowing yourself, it isn't just about the way that you think. It's also about what's going on inside the rest of you. So where you get stuck could be in your thinking patterns when you overanalyze and go round and round and round. Mm. But it could also be in your feelings, in the fact that sometimes when you get into a depressed or a low mood, then you'll start to spiral on down and you just get further and further down. And you start to feel disconnected with yourself as well as everyone that's around you. Mm. So how do we move on? First, we notice where we are stuck. That's the thing that does it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, from from that point, when I start to see those points in my life where I'm stuck, uh, then... What can I do next? There's so much self-help out there. It's a really good idea to get yourself a great book, um, listen to a fabulous podcast, go watch videos. There's a lot of people out there that will help to move you from one stuck place on. But if you're consistently sticking, so for example, at the moment, the clients that I'm working with on an individual basis are people who've lost their intimate partner. Now, when you lose somebody that you've spent many years rubbing along nicely with, you've built a whole structure for your world together. Correct. And when that person passes on, Mm. then you find yourself 
your structure has broken down, many of your connections have disappeared, friends and family view you in a different way, you're no longer a couple, you're now a single, mm. and even your own reason for being or motivation behind everything can have completely disappeared. Yeah. So when you find yourself in that situation, then it's a question of who can actually help me. And it's worth looking for somebody who specializes in that particular area so that you can start to connect with others who find themselves in a similar situation. But you can also follow tactics that are going to bring you to where you need to be to find what's going to take you forwards as well. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, that's an um, interesting uh, kind of demographic that you're talking about because uh, when we first started, when I first started this podcast, one of my very early guests was a lady called Yvette Tarrant who is um, the grief counselling coach. And uh, she talked and it was the height of the pandemic when we were talking and predominantly she too works with people who or families or individuals who uh, have lost an intimate uh, partner and, and whatnot. But in that sense, we talked about grief being so much broader than just, uh, you know, someone dying. And I think even just listening to you say that, you know, my, for, my, for example, my ex-husband, he didn't die, but after he left, I too lost my whole kind of understanding of what was my reason for being here. Why did I continue to work uh, in the jobs that I was doing? Why would I want to keep not seeing my son anymore? Like everything becomes questionable. But then for having somebody that delivers the um, insights and service that you do, to people in those positions, you then go, oh, hang on a minute, this is normal. I am not alone. Other people experience this. And here's some tactics on how to move forward because, to be honest, in that uh, experience, moving forward was probably one of the hardest things to do, not knowing how to move forward and you know, not not knowing what resources to turn to and, you know, and you're right, even some of your friends, uh, they start to, to look at you a bit differently and, and you're not who they thought you were anymore either. So I think it's such a marvellous service that you have and, um, and the, the women that you do support in those situations, is it a varied... Uh, reason for their intimate partners leaving? Like, where, where's Absolutely. that come from? So again, for me, it's this has come through the pandemic that right. I spent a lot of time, just as your previous lady Yvette had, mm. helping people. But my focus is not on the grief counselling. It's not helping people to actually just manage the loss it's yeah. how they rebuild afterwards exactly so the, yeah the model that i created wasn't originally built for people coming from that loss scenario right. it was originally built to help corporates mend the breaks within the culture mm. that meant some of their employees were not feeling the feels that some of the 
top people were aiming to create when they made the culture. Yeah. But if you think about it, a business operates in a similar way to an individual. It operates at different levels and it has an energy around the business. So there's lots of similarities between how an individual operates, how a team operates and how a small business operates. Mm. And all of these different levels and all of these different departments have to come together into a whole. And that whole is then going to rub against others. So businesses work with businesses, teams compete against other teams (laughs) and individuals, as we said, they Mm. have family, they have friends, they have other connections. Yeah. So, same model that I built actually works in all of these different environments because happiness is a it's a me it's a we and it's a them scenario Mm. always evolving the same model just on a different scale yeah so the people that I help ranges right from individuals through teams to small businesses because I'm able to use the same model for all of them. It's quite clever, really, isn't it? Yeah, I love I love the scalability of it personally. <laughs> but it is it's really true. Like you know, the reality is corporations uh, are so similar to individuals because they're made up of individuals. You know, and exactly. it's really no great shock that once you get a you know a, a glut of individuals in a in a in the same space that you're going to find similar behaviors and it's interesting you talked earlier about um focusing on high stakes happiness talk to me about what that means for me high stakes happiness is about having to get it right because the stakes are so elevated so why working with people who have lost their intimate partner because there's the rest of their life. One of the big difficulties in that loss situation is if you don't start to make a recovery move in the first couple of years, you can be seven, eight, 15 years down the line Mm. thinking it's too late now. The moment has passed and what a waste. Now it's the same opportunity in a team that is not yet performing at the level that it wishes to. Mm. If we don't do something now, when there's a big competition ahead of us, there's a trophy looming, when are we going to do it? Yes. Of course, with businesses, the same thing. I'm often called because we have a problem child. And of course, <laughs> a problem child is creating all these difficulties and it's ensuring that our productivity has gone out the window, our sales have dropped, etc. etc. Mm. But actually, what's going on is this is around the dynamics of the whole team. It's around how your people are communicating and behaving. It's that same idea of rubbing up. But the stakes are really high when we look at the post-pandemic scenario that so many businesses are facing challenging times and they need to be in their top performing spot if they're going to keep the business going. So high stake happiness is when it really matters. That's when it's worth calling someone like me in Mm. and when happiness has a value that hits your bottom line. And yeah. that's really what 
difference. That's when yeah. the values really counting. Yeah, absolutely. And do you have uh, any? I mean, I know it's subjective, but do you have any particular favourite way that you measure success? Uh, in those corporate settings when you're helping with their happinessness? I absolutely ask the client to set their bar. They ah, tell me okay. what it is that they are trying to achieve. Yeah. And then we look, if possible, we look at actual figures of where things are for the moment. So if it's about sales, we mm. look at what the level currently is and where they want to get it to. If it's around the number of people employed in a certain department, if it's around customer satisfaction level. So we look for our baseline, mm. the client sets the level that they wish to reach. And then together we put the plan in place, we work the plan and we continually measure the plan. Yeah. Now that happens on a business perspective, same as it happens on an individual scale. If somebody comes to me, and they're wanting to break a nasty habit that yeah. is up their health, it's causing family challenges, they set where they wish to reach. Right. So I just had a couple that came to me just a couple of weeks ago. They wanted to stop smoking. A couple oh. of both of them in the 70s. And so we talked about what does stopping smoking mean? Is it about bringing down the number of cigarettes per day, or is it about quitting completely? Mm. And they said they would be entirely happy if they were reducing the number, but ultimately the goal was to quit. So we right. did both. We reduced the number gradually until we quit completely. And I had a message this morning saying, one week, seven days, no ciggies, Yes. Whoa, nice one, especially at that age. They've probably been smoking since they were 12. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the thing. And people think that they get to the point where they can do nothing else. That's yeah. my, my, when I say it's about high stakes, it's when if we don't do something now, nothing is going to change. Yeah. And for this particular couple, in that instance, it's all about we have to do it now. We're seventy. We really have to make this change now. How amazing is that? Yeah, that's that is the epitome of high stakes. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to see much much past seventy if that's the case. Wow, that's fantastic. And how nice. I think I used to smoke. Now I look at them and I'm like, ugh, how did I do that? Just. But it's different for everybody, Aileen. It really is. People come with what they are aiming to achieve. They determine their high stakes. Yeah. And I'm happy to help. I'm always honoured to be asked to assist. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I can only imagine uh, how, how many years or how long have you been offering the service where you work with uh, women who've lost their intimate partner? So that is um, something I've been doing more recently. It came out of the pandemic. And it's that whole scenario of who can I best help at the moment? Who really needs this? Yeah. And looking at the clients that I was serving over the last year, I realized that that was an area where it was really making a difference. Yeah. But of course, because you and I, we know in the thought leader world, there isn't just one audience that you're helping. Last quarter, the clients that I was helping the most were the corporate clients who were working on their corporate values 
on putting in place corporate behaviors, on really getting the culture right. Mm. So I'm, I'm very blessed that I'm able to use the same proprietary model to work one quarter with corporates yeah. and the next quarter to still be doing the corporate work but to actually be creating something, a program that's specifically for ladies who've lost their intimate partner. It's good, yeah. isn't it? It is so good. And I mean, I would call that a, a signature system. Uh, personally, but it's also um, for the for the ladies who have lost their intimate partner. I can only envisage, you know, if we were to have this conversation again this time next year, the success stories and the momentum and the wins and just the um, deep insights that those clients would have had, and also to see them get back up on their feet and know that they've got this and that their happiness, the essence of their happiness can be refound despite the tragedy and, and trauma that they've gone through. So I think that service is just so heart-touching and uh, I can't wait to hear how that travels for all of them taking part in it. That Thank you so, so much. Lovely. I've been doing this work for the last 15 years and every single time you're able to help anybody, yeah. it's just so heartwarming. One yeah. of my clients right at the beginning of the pandemic had lost her little baby and oh. the baby was just coming to its first birthday, a genetic disease, something that couldn't have been imagined but certainly couldn't be fixed. And a lot of the work that we did all over video, because I'm located in New Zealand, she's over in Europe, right. just transformed her life, just yeah. changed everything in the way that she was able to move forward. And mm. so although it wasn't an intimate partner, it was one of the closest family connections ever. So I love the fact that I'm able to do this work. It's always a huge honor to be brought into someone's life to help with something that is so deep. Yeah. But it's amazing the transformation that it brings. And, and that in itself makes every day worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. And just to see them be able to kind of take hold of their life again and, and just live, live that value-driven life that they deserve. So that is so brilliant. So they are some absolutely stunning insights. And if any of that sounds uh, like something that either you or uh, someone you know might be interested in learning more about, whether it's the corporate scene and filling in those uh, cracks of uh, cracks of unhappiness in your culture, but also specifically if you know anyone who has experienced loss from an intimate partner and would be best served to uh, be in touch with Sam, please feel free. You will be able to find Sam's details on the podcast at valuedrivenbrand.com forward slash podcast series when this podcast goes live and all of Sam's contact details, including information about what she's talked about, her services will be available and it is one of the most important things we can do if we have a friend or a loved one who has experienced that type of loss is to be there for them but to also make sure that they have the resources and the experts at hand to help them move forward like they deserve to. 
So before I let you go, Sam, we have one more thing that I love to do with all of my podcast guests. Now, if you haven't heard the podcast before, you might not be aware that we have here at The Valley Driven Brand our very own Spotify playlist. And every guest that comes onto the show, I ask them to let me know what is the one song that gets them pumped up for anything. And do you remember the song that you told me gets you pumped up for anything? Totally. Yes. Shout by Lulu. And my children get to hear this in the car every morning and they go, Uh, not again. Not again. (laughs) I love it. So Shout by Lulu. I love Lulu. Uh, Shout by Lulu is now going to be on the Spotify playlist for the Value Driven Brand. So all of the guests who join us on the show have added their contribution to what makes them pumped up for anything. And Sam Young-Fielding, thank you for yours. I appreciate it. I can't wait to hear it, despite how much the kids might not. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm going to play the whole list for them. They're going to love it. Oh, they will. I I say this all the time. If there is not the capacity to get happy and to get pumped up for anything when you listen to that very eclectic, a very eclectic uh, playlist, then you might need to go to bed and start again. (laughs) Or call Sam and she'll help you sort out your happiness issues. (laughs) Sam, thank you so much for joining us. It has been such a pleasure. I love learning from you and hearing about what it is that makes people tick. And if that is something you want to learn more about as well, then please, as I said before, visit valuedrivenbrand.com forward slash podcast series and you'll find all of the contact details for Sam and Happinessence as well. And from us here, please Go out and deliver value to somebody else in your life because what goes around comes around. I'm Aileen Day. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the Value Driven Brand Podcast with your host, Aileen Day. Is your business struggling to become known as the sought-after leader in your industry? Access our Value Driven Brand Quiz and special three-part podcast series to identify the gaps and what you need to focus on first. Go to www.valuedrivenbrand.com forward slash podcast series. That's valuedrivenbrand.com forward slash podcast series. Tune in next time where we discuss more ideas on how you can deliver your own value-driven brand.